On today's episode, we are going through the things that we think need to just stop. Oh man, and there is a long list. Most of them are design related. So pour yourself a cocktail, sit down, and join us. Cheers! Hi, I'm Rebecca of Studio Plum. And I'm Sean of Renstead Interiors. We're interior designers. Turned internet friends. Turned real life friends. Welcome to the Hot Young Designers Club podcast. We're not that hot. Or that young. Every week, we'll be spilling the tea on how a new generation of interior designers can run their businesses. Welcome Welcome to to the the club. club. Hey, Sean. What's up, Rebecca? So I think we should just say hello and do something we haven't done in a while. We've done a fizzle and a sizzle in, it seems like, forevers. Yes. And we need to be celebrating some of the things and also just like get it off our chest about some of the other stuff. My fizzle is, it is legit like having a toddler in my house taking care of my dad. Welcome to motherhood. You, you can't not worry about somebody. You love people. You worry about them. You want to make sure they're okay. You want to make sure they're happy. You want to make sure that they um, have what they need, that they're healthy. And so it's like, even when I'm working, I want to check and I want to make sure he's good and that he has what he needs and that he's not unhappy and that he's like being safe because he's, you know, walking around and getting more mobile. And it's a little tough to be in that place. Like I have so much empathy for all of you parents out there right now, because I don't, Sean and I don't have kids. So this is like the closest I'm getting to it. And shit is real. (laughs) Yeah. It's, I mean, it's distracting and emotional and yeah, it's real. It is. It is. Um, But I'm still super grateful to have my dad here And to be close by and to be able to help him because I don't, I would never want to trust anybody else to help my family than me. Yeah. So, you know. You're doing a good job. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. But on the flip side of that, my sizzle is that I got an email over the weekend from the contractor for one of my projects that we had really just started talking about it like at the end of January, early February, before we knew the world was coming to a close. And he's get like, he is scheduling and getting ready to start demolition on their project. They're excited. I'm excited. He's excited because we've worked together before and he's happy to have a referred project turn into something like this. And he's happy to have the work right now too. Um, And I'm just really stoked because I feel like I have a really good team behind it. And I'm not stressed about the work quality, the time, anything. I'm just really happy for them to get this beautiful project underway. That's pretty sizzly. Yeah. (laughs) I am struggling with a good fizzle. Um, I wrote about this on my Instagram yesterday that... And I think I was complaining to you the day before that like (laughs) all this shit in my house is broken. Like my ice maker, my iPad pencil. Oh yeah. There's all these like dumb things. And then I like had a minute of listen to the things that you're mentally complaining about. Like Mm -hmm, no one even mm -hmm. knew what an iPad pencil was five years ago. (laughs) So (laughs) to even exist. And there's just so many other problems in our world right now that are affecting all of us. And I think just putting us all on edge, partly because we just have to like live through a new level of discomfort. Yeah. But it's got to happen. Like we can't make changes in our world without being uncomfortable. So I'm just feeling, I don't know, just you know, it's been a long year of us all kind of feeling challenged, but ultimately I think it's 
think it's gonna be good hopefully yeah so i don't know that's just kind of like a um emo like a little, everything <laughs> happened all everything's happening at once it makes them feel even worse right but it's also sometimes it's like okay well at least we're just like swimming in the sea of like uncertainty and everyone's in it well you would think everyone was in it but <laughs> that's not really true no some people are oblivious as hell still oh yeah they are living like they, there's no tomorrow Oh my god. So fizzle 2020. <laughs> stuff breaking, Coming stuff being strong. annoying. It happened. The world is a rough place. Um Sizzle, I'm gonna just so yeah, Sizzle. I came out of my one room challenge fog of the last six months. And I'm going to be excited for new project possibilities like the other day I had two different previous clients tell me that they have cabins in the mountains here that they're yeah. looking to work on. So those are still oh kind gosh. of up in the air, but super exciting. Both of these clients love color and pattern and in different ways that are like both super like me. So I I really hope to get some Tahoe cabin happening. Uh, it would just be like, well, one for you, that'd be cool to be doing that. But also when you can tell that just from the beginning that there's so much potential for a project to be fantastic, it's it's like that excitement is hard to hold in about what it could turn into. Yeah, and I've worked with both of these clients before, so I know their style and their taste and they know mine, so it's, it'll be fun. They're ready for the adventure. Mm -hmm. I'm jelly. Same. <laughs> but I'll get to get a little, a few little trips out of it at least. So that'll be fun. That would be a nice little bonus to have on top of it. I am excited to get into Just Stop. Oh man, we had to get a lot of stuff off of our chests. It's pretty hilarious, we think. So hopefully everyone else does. The important part is that we think we're funny. We entertain ourselves, so that's all that we need. Exactly. All right. <laughs> well, enjoy, everybody. Enjoy it. It's going to be a good one. Hey, Sean. What's good, Rebecca? Um, you know, I'm just, we're having our first evening pod recording sesh. And that means we have cocktails in hand. Chingling! Remote, <laughs> remote cocktail hour. Remote cocktails. Normally we still have like actual work and responsible adulting to do before and or after our podcasting. So this is kind of nice that we can let it degrade into whatever we want it to. <laughs> Yeah, it's really going to be a question mark, question mark, question mark kind of episode. We've been discussing this. This is like our very first episode concept that we brainstormed, remember? <laughs> but we didn't want everyone to hate us thinking that this is what we were going to do every episode. That we were just mean, snarky bitches from the get-go. <laughs> but newsflash, we might have a little bit of that going on. Just a little bit. <laughs> but we do it with love and we come from a place of wanting to help and make this world better. Yes. And it's important to note, some of these are just um, opinions that we fly off the wall and we just go with it and we don't always necessarily agree on them. So things I say, Rebecca might not agree with. And things yeah, Rebecca and says... They <laughs> and if they way. come off judgy, like you do you. Like, you know, we all need to right. be our own people. This isn't an apology episode. This is a you were saying something funny or something snarky that you've observed and you wanted to get it off your chest. And I'm kind of hoping to hear from some of our listeners about whether a few of these topics have bothered them too. Uh, I think early on in the development of this episode idea, you and I, I was referencing um, 90s, early 90s comedy skit show, 
in living color mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and specifically the segment based uh men on film and i don't know if everyone will remember that and i think that's really gonna age our audience out a little bit um we gotta put it in show notes though we can add a few uh youtube highlights of it but it it had damon wayans and david allen greer commenting on aspects of pop culture movies art tv uh their character names were uh, Blaine Edwards and Antoine Merriweather. And oh um, <laughs> it was really over the top, really campy, but hilarious. And they would move on from topic to topic very quickly. <laughs> and that's kind of the... Our the, premise, the, our inspo. Yeah, that's sort of like the brainchild of the whole episode that we have called Just Stop. Just Stop. <laughs> <laughs> These are things that we want to just stop. Some of it's like we need to just stop. Some of it is just things that are just out there in the world. And we just want everyone to just stop. And none of this stuff is serious. Correct. Don't take us too seriously with this. This is just our chance to do something a little bit lighter. Um, Yeah, keep in mind. Enjoy it. Tomorrow is July. We have been basically in this messed up quarantine life for a hundred plus days. Oh Lord. We just, yeah, we need that to just stop, but it's not going to. <laughs> Coronavirus, just, <laughs> just stop. Stop. Okay. End of show. <laughs> That's yeah. going to be the controversy. That's not the gag masks. of the season. Yes. Not just wearing stop, masks. Not wearing masks. Also, let's just add to that. Just stop putting it only over your mouth. It is not a mouth hammock. It needs to cover your nose if it's going to be effective. (laughs) It is not a chin strap, okay? Like, put all of your chins inside underneath it with your mouth and your nose, okay? Just just stop wearing it like a hammock, okay? (laughs) Chin hammock. It would be good for your, like... It's going to help carriage. with your turkey gobbler things going on <laughs> sometimes. But I'm sorry, y'all. If your breath is that bad behind the mask, you need to get that halitosis handled. Or stay home. Like, <laughs> yes. And breathe without a mask all you want at home. Kicking off, just stop. Um, okay, I was getting annoyed earlier today. This is just really annoying when in your inbox. Companies not taking your unsubscribe off of their email list. First of all, it's illegal. You're supposed to, according to the canned spam laws, you're supposed to be able to unsubscribe from anyone's list. Half of these I did not even sign up for. Get them, Aaron. If I say unsubscribe, I have to say it twice and it's still not (laughs) happening. Like, just stop. I don't understand. Who do I have to call? Yeah. Who do you pop off to when it's just this canned email list that you don't even know how you got on? And it's usually ugly emails. Like maybe their product is fine, but like, I don't The HTML formatting ain't there and all of that. (laughs) Like, are you just manually making these emails? Like, do you not use MailChimp or some kind of... Well, that's probably why you're not being unsubscribed either because they have no organized system that's running it it's just literally a woman in finance who's like why am i getting these emails (laughs) like she's just (laughs) deleting them in a back room somewhere and she's like this rebecca woman wants to unsubscribe from what and she has no idea yeah like i don't need (laughs) a diaper newsletter anymore my kid is six years old like just (laughs) stop they need to learn how to age that one out unless it saves you in the list and comes back like 40 years later for the adult diapers and then that would be genius marketing (laughs) just stop for about 25 years and then come back (laughs) no one needs adult cloth diapering cloth diapers your baby was a bougie one Oh, no, this was when I was pregnant and thought maybe I was going to be that mom. Oh, no, we're not. Day we can't two. All be Jessica Alba, honest brand. We yeah. can't all be that. Nope. In the landfill. <laughs> Done. So just stop avoiding unsubscribing us from your list, please, because we really would like to leave that party. Anyway, hashtag first world problems. 
related to that, can we just stop with the damn restoration hardware catalogs? There's like eight a year. They're freaking phone book size. And I never want anything that's in them. And I don't, I'm not even positive how I even got on that list to begin with. But I have this tiny little mail drop that's like built into the house. You, it like opens from the outside of the house in the mail carriers don't know what to do. They try to like cram them in. They're halfway hanging out one side of the house. And then if they get them into the mail slot, that's like this tiny little mail slot built in the 1930s that was not meant to handle this phone book of furniture. They need to, it's killing the earth. They need. It really is. I always think like the poor mail carriers are like, God damn it. It's RH catalog day. And just when you thought it was safe, it's like time for the fall catalog and then the summer time catalog. Time for modern. And then it's like just There's all barf. the different spinoff ones now. There's modern. There. And I got one that, one year I got like six at once. Different. And versions. I never buy anything. I just can't stand it anymore. Well, yeah, you can keep your discount, designer discount that is equal to the RH member price. Correct. It's worthless. It's worthless. Just stop. Just stop. What's next? Oh, this is another one that drives me crazy. And I'm sorry if you do this, but you won't have to after this. I know. We're in so many Facebook groups, which I personally love. Like, I know Sean's gotten a lot out of them too. But if you want to know more about a topic that someone posted, do not type following as a message. Or just F. Oh, F you, like, (laughs) go to the little dot, dot, dot. There's a drop down that says, what is it? Turn on, turn on post notifications. Turn on notifications. And then read that. So then the poor poster doesn't think, oh, I got some responses to my question. You guys, what should I do about this clause in my contract? Like, how do you guys handle this? And then someone's like, following, 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 following. It's like. Not helpful, not helpful, not helpful. Not helping the original poster. They are there to get advice from their design community. And if you want to just give a you go girl, like if it's something that you want to give support to, do that. But yeah, the following thing, like Facebook solved for that about 10 years ago. <laughs> Let's get with the program, folks. Back when Facebook was cool still, they already fixed that problem. So no more commenting and following. You're cooler than that. Just hit the three dots, turn on the post notifications, and then get this, get this newsflash. When you are done with that post thread and you don't want to get notifications anymore, you hit the dots again, you can turn them off. Mind blown. (laughs) Or if you're in these like crazy mom groups like I am, and you want to see where this tirade of a post is going to fall off the rails. Because Ooh, that's where you get the popcorn. I can't wait to see how this Oh, yeah. Turns you out. open it up. You're like, <laughs> 376 comments? Turn on notifications. I'm stuck here the rest of the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> or you better screenshot that shit before it gets deleted. Yeah, because the moderator is going to step in and make that go away real quick. All right. Can we for a minute... Some of you may like HGTV, but something that has to stop. HGTV, please just stop dumbing down the design industry. We all work very hard. Many of us were originally motivated by shows that we saw, everything. But the world that you present about design is an unrealistic nightmare for nearly every single client. I am not Chip and Joanna Gaines. I am not ripping down walls in your house personally. I am not a designer contractor. The prices that you are listing, I don't know what county you are in, wherever, but no. You don't have a crew of 25 just off camera ready to make things Mm -mm. happen. And a whole full-blown kitchen remodel is not going to take three weeks. No, just stop oh, with that. Or the 3D like drop-in kitchen, like the oh, animation. Yeah. Here's option one. Click, click, click. Um, Boom. No. <laughs> Let's move that wall. Yeah. No. A whole team of Disney animators spent four weeks making that. <laughs> <laughs> and it costs about $100,000. Yeah. 
when clients ask me, oh, can we see that rendered? Can you do like four options for us? Do they, they are not going to be able to handle how much that costs to render. It takes no. a lot of time and a lot of energy to get all the details right, just so they can be rendered in a realistic fashion. HGTV, stop lying to the public about what design looks like. We appreciate some other things you've done to help elevate the industry, but we have to stop with these unrealistic budgets. It has to, it just has to stop. Yeah, maybe HGTV could start showing our, or showing clients in the world how to read floor plans and what like 2D elevations look like. <laughs> How to use their imagination to visualize their space. I just can't. I'm sure it gets the ratings and all of that, but it is a constant re-education with clients about, hey, first phone call. Okay, everything you saw on TV is a lie. And there are no producers behind the scenes. There's no uh, sponsors coming in to help you pay for your appliances. Okay, like, just stop. None of that's real. Yeah, and the budgets they show take an account for the sponsorship sometimes so it's like well that 20 grand mm-hmm. did not do a whole house renovation because oh, they were donated no. the floors and the appliances and the or super discounted labor furniture. because the contractor can wear all their branded t-shirts on screen for like 30 seconds and then they that's an advertisement you know just stop hgtv just can you stop please HGTV. come on you're not helping you just gotta elevate us a little bit more than that I have one that might also offend people, but I'm Uh here to help. (laughs) Okay. So my business name is Studio Plum. Correct. My website website domain is www.studioplum.com. Truth. My email is not studioplum at gmail.com. Yes. My email address is Rebecca at studioplum.com. I applied my domain to my email so I look like a professional business. If you that, if you own your website domain, you can get an email address with that domain on it. For no price, for no extra cost. Boom. Yeah. Drop the Yahoo business. Please, for the love of God, do not have a hotmail. Hotmail. I, I, I would immediately, <laughs> immediately, if I saw a designer who was like, design, blah, 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 designer at AOL.com, I'd be like, oh, nope. They are so far back in the history books now. Like, their portfolio is not going to be up to date. I don't even want to see them. Now, that doesn't mean you might not know what you're doing, but it is time to get with it. A, a branded email says we have our crap together. Yeah. And it just, There's free tutorials online. Like literally guys, um, here's a just start. Just start Googling right now how to use your website domain if you already own it to link an email to it. And your host. So the easiest way to do it, there's two ways of doing it just real quick. Your host provider can do it. So I just did this with SiteGround for our podcast. Yes. Or if you pay for Google Apps... Google business, they change the name of it all the time. But if you have like a paid business, Google Drive, you can just transfer it right on there. Correct. Super easy. And you can, auto for, you can auto forward. If you've been using another email, you can set up forwarding in most, in most servers to feed into your new branded email. So you don't lose people while you're transferring over or until you get all your contacts up to date. Yeah, you um, can keep using Gmail, but you'll be coming from a more professional email address yes and trust vendors suppliers other industry professionals are it does make that just that little difference of like oh they're legit they got their stuff together they know what they're doing and then you might we're all just faking it sometimes but that just helps add that little layer of professional polish especially when you're dealing with snarky millennials I happen to be a snarky Gen Xer, but I'm almost, I'm basically a millennial. You're a millennial. Yeah. I'm also snarky, but whatever. That's neither here nor there. (laughs) Okay. So just stop. Get your domain tightened up. You got this. You can do it. Yes. I promise you guys it's possible. This one, 
again, I, some of y'all are not going to like this. Just stop with the damn fake plants and the damn photo shoots. Can we please? I recognize that there is a time and a place for fake plants, but your photo shoot is not one of them. <laughs> You, you you find it, you're always screen capturing it and like calling them out like and I'm like sending them to Rebecca. Oh, Eames. He just wants it to stop. Just stop, you guys. Stop. He hates fake plants. The fake plants bother me because they look so damn fake on film or on camera when they're captured. In person, you might go, oh, that looks great, or it blends in okay because the natural light in a room or whatever. But a silk plant, an artificial plant, none of it is going to photograph right. And I get it. Not all your clients can keep plants alive. Totally understand. Not all your clients live in their homes full time. They may have a vacation home. Okay. That's when the artificial plants make sense. However, in a shoot... Can you guys just bring some plants from your house or pick up the $5 fern from Home Depot and just trust me, it makes such a huge impact to have some actual living plants and flowers in a house. Pop a fiddle leaf fig in the trunk of your car. Do something. But keep some stuff in your house in little pots or whatever. I mean... Well, a lot of like wanna, exotic just plant stop. nurseries will loan them to you too. Yeah, you can set up like a memoing pro, just like we would do for if you're going to try a piece of furniture or a vintage item in a client's house. If you set up with your local nursery and just say, I like to use stuff for shoots, I can set up a checkout program. It's usually going to be a small business. They'll work with you on borrowing some stuff and just plop that plant in its nursery plastic, you know, black, whatever, five gallon size. Pop that inside a basket, that shit, put some loose moss on top of that. It looks like it was planted already. And then when you're done, unravel that, pop it back, give it back to your nursery. And it could like fill a corner like nobody's business. Like it's less styling overall. And I get it. I, I see all levels of designers with the fake plants, but every time I see them, I cringe. I just, I'm not in love with the look. I don't know where the girl's going. And it may make sense for the client, but for your shoots. Oh my God, please. I think I have a fake plant in my last one room challenge from last year. Oh, I'm going to spot it. Ooh, I'm going to see if you can find it. <laughs> it's going to be like a highlights magazine. I just want you guys to, it really, I know you're probably thinking, oh, you can't tell, you can't tell. You can. Sean can. Every, everyone's being nice to you. You can. Also, most of the people that can't, can't discern a fake plant also can't discern a real plant and that's i'm not trying to be shady it's just like chances are they're not a plant person anyway if they really don't know the difference uh but it elevates your shoots it does make a difference you can tell just well you can invest tell in a few pieces of the leaf is the same exact color as the top Oh, and when it has the 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 uniform the vein veins running through every single leaf um <laughs> there's no yeah, and, and also just stop do not do not take an up close vignette shot of a fake plant okay oh my god what if they're do, fake flowers do not you if you want to say oh my god but i just can't i love the fake plants and forget what sean says okay that's fine please do not take the detail shots with those leave them the zoomed out shot where you go maybe that's a real olive tree maybe that's a real fiddle leaf fig tree or like but, a really shallow no. depth of field where you just see like blurry green Right. Oh, that could be green in the background or there's a little peak coming in the corner. Okay. Okay, fine. I will, I will give you that, but please just stop with the vignette shots where they're up close and you can see the shiny plastic. Can I just like tack on a quick, just stop to your photo shoots? <laughs> yes. Guys, I know sometimes like we're still taking photos with our phones and that is totally fine. Gotta turn off the lights. Oh my God. Yes. Just stop with the artificial light. It seems counterintuitive, but I promise everything will look better if you turn the lights off. Yes, especially if you want it to be a finished version of the photo. If you 
happen to be in a client space or wherever and it's in the evening you're doing a site walkthrough and it's not the finished photo that you're going to leave out there for the universe i'm just talking about anything for instagram finished or not but like if you want to post it on instagram you cannot have the lights on unless you're specifically trying to show what the light looks like like i just recently did this yeah it's hard with night shots and usually in design and interior design, we're not trying to show too much of that unless you happen to have designed like an indoor-outdoor space and you have the fireplace running, you want to capture that in the evening or something. Okay, go with it if that's the case. But otherwise, get those lights off. Turn them Just off. Stop that. Just stop Just with that, that mess. Um, that was your like a little tiny one. Do you want to do a full yeah, one? Yeah, that like my just uh... Um, I kind of talked about this when Anastasia was on. This is controversial for sure. But I'm just going to say, I'm going to challenge you. This is more of a challenge, not shade. Just stop sharing other designers' work. I've never done it on my own personal feed. I do it in stories. Just did it tonight, for example. Mm -hmm. But posting other designers' designs on your feed... It's just misleading. Uh, misleading, thank you. Deceptive. Because if someone's just yeah, tr- like scrolling through, like they're not always stopping to read. So they'll just think like, oh wow, this person does these really amazing rooms. And maybe you do, but unless you stop and really just read every single aspect. I don't think it's most misleading. people read the captions like ever. You know. I I will confess, I have shared other designers works and i'm sure many of us have and i especially in the beginning when you don't have your own photos like i totally get it and there was a time where i started to realize oh this doesn't work anymore like i i love some of these other designers but i'd rather just share their work in stories now and call them out you know there and give them shout outs and share their project or if it gets picked up by a a media outlet to share it there again so my followers can find it um but it it does really start to feel like those designers aren't really getting like their due if if because people are skipping over the part where the, the real designer is tagged or mentioned in the comments or neither and it's just feels kind of feels shady coattailsy I think like the difference too, because it's tricky because I actually like it when bigger accounts share my work because it helps bump my followers. For sure. So I think the um, question is, yeah, it's, I think the intent is the biggest question to ask. So are you sharing this work to get something for yourself or are you sharing it to give something? To your followers or that work you're sharing yeah and it's kind so of once, a subjective part that everyone has to answer when they're getting ready to post it right and when you become amber interiors or studio mcgee and you have a million followers then they're giving those boosts yeah that really helps a smaller designer to be able to like get some additional followers potential clients and it becomes like an account. act of generosity versus if you have 100 followers and you're sharing Amber Interior's photo, she's not getting anything from that. No, no. And no one who was following me is going to end up being her customer anyway. <laughs> I mean, realistically. I mean, I get some accounts are kind of like tumblers, right? Like they're yes. meant to just be curated. So I guess that's just the, but back to the intent. If you're trying to get clients and showcase portfolio, then it feels weird. Do Yeah, do some of your stuff. Style some things for friends. Style vignettes in your house. But I mean, maybe, maybe just, it's probably time right to just now. stop that. Yeah. I have so much stuff I've done that will never see the light of day or be photographed. So Pretty it's much. okay to keep sharing some of the same stuff and sharing new ideas, new things in the background, stories about how they came to be. Um, Stories about your life, stories about yourself. Like, I think you can still make it interesting even if you keep sharing the same corner of your living room. Like, it's all about Help clients connect with you. Yes. Just stop sharing other designers' work. 
just try to stop. I'm going to say just try to stop. And You're let me nice just add one it. more thing. If you are going to do it, definitely make sure you do your due diligence. You know who that designer is and their photographer. Girl, yeah, you better hope they ain't going to try to pull a licensing agreement problem on you and get you to cease and desist. I mean, someone spent thousands of dollars getting that. Photoshoots are expensive, y'all. Do not. Yes. Oh, related to that. As you prepare for your photo shoots, y'all need to just stop doing things that are going to get you in trouble here, like hanging the artwork for the client. I'm not going to call it anybody who did, but at one point there was a designer who said that she hung the art for a client for a project with her husband. It's not, it's not any of us, but she put this up, she put this stuff up. And then she said, as she was doing it, as she was already putting screws and nails and all that stuff into the wall, she thought, what happens if I hit a pipe? Let me tell you what's going to happen. You hit that pipe. Okay. You are going to be responsible for the sewage leak that comes out of that pipe from upstairs out the wall and the black mold that's inside of it because you are now taking on in essence the role of the contractor and your job is only just to design now if you're going to use those little like tack kind of little angled ones that don't go deeper than the drywall it's a really light piece of artwork or a a simple frame or something okay you're probably going to be fine there but I'm going to tell you, I'll just stop doing the stuff that's going to land you in some really hot water at some point. I've done it. I like doing it though. It is so dangerous in, mm. I bring in the handyman or um, a lot of receiver companies will also do that. They can, yeah. I would just rather it be under their insurance liability and not yours. And chances are, you got to check with your insurance providers on this. Um, they may not cover that because they see that as contractors work or like builders work and not your role as a consultant. So you have to really double check. Also, can we just stop? Can y'all just stop doing work and not having insurance? Cause that's probably happening a lot too. Y'all need to have an insurance policy. You need liability coverage and you need to be totally upfront with your insurance provider about the type of work that you do. So if you're going to be hanging paintings, you need to make sure you tell them that because they're going to have to recommend the policy that's right for you doing that type of work and the risk that could happen when you put a screw through someone's sewer pipe from their upstairs bathroom. Please just stop doing this stuff without understanding the risks that are out there. Yes. (laughs) I am just... I have insurance. I have my compliance background from working in banking and you are always (laughs) taught from day one, what's the worst that can happen and to go down that path. So there are some really bad, what's the worst that can happen from those scenarios. You, you, I hear from so many designers in the forums have no idea the levels of risk that they're opening themselves up to y'all. It's enough to bankrupt you. If you're depending on how your business is set up, it's not just going to bankrupt your business. It's going to bankrupt yourself personally, your family. Y'all don't need to be getting in this. It's a mess out there. Get some insurance, y'all. Just stop doing stuff like this without knowing the risks. All right. You're freaking me out. Like a good neighbor. Sean is there. (laughs) I'm going to start using those little, one of those stupid 3M things. 3M hooks are lovely for really light pieces. They don't work. So I'm going to just hang up my big gallery wall with 3M command strips. And then as soon as I leave, everything's going to fall. They are going to fall. But you know what? If it's if you're styling just for a shoot, that's different. But if you're going to do a full install for the client, they have people who do art installation and hardware installation. You could find no, and, and or just a handy, a licensed or insured. Make sure they got some insurance, y'all. An insured person to hang that. I've had some really generous contractors in the past too, as we're like going through some of the walkthroughs, they have guys who are like, Oh yeah, I'll just whatever. Because they're look, they've already taken on so much liability freaking building a project that they're like, okay. Putting up some artwork where the, where the designer said to put it, no big deal. Especially like I had um, a project that installed a couple months ago and yeah, I had the receiver 
I made sure they sent the guy who knew how to hang stuff and I had him oh, yes. hang like a really heavy mirror. Done. That thing's not going anywhere. Y'all need to stop asking other designers where things are from in their Instagram, in their DMs, on their on their project page, on their blog. If you don't know them, it's really rude you might as well be like the the normal like consumer instagram followers who are just like where's that from what's this what's that and then they're like sofa question mark chair question mark and it's just oh we all work so hard at finding our sources and many of them are are tagged in sources or shared elsewhere um but if you haven't built a personal rapport with that designer do not, just, please just stop asking them where the stuff is from that they got. Yeah, especially I had somebody, I took the, like, I'm really bad at putting paint colors in my Instagram posts, but I've been trying to do it this mm. time after one room challenge. And somebody asked me what paint color was and it was in the freaking post. And then you just put the little um, up finger emoji. <laughs> the, the middle finger? <laughs> no, not the, not the middle <laughs> finger. You know, the, like, the index finger pointing up. And then maybe I the did. I like, I'm like, oh, I'm not typing this out. I'm like, in the con- it's in the caption, smiley yeah. face. It's just, that's also... If you don't like my long ass captions, I mean, that's just the cost of getting the paint color for me. But then why should I hand you a... Uh, a carefully researched and planned out source for a piece of furniture if like you won't even read my caption. Yeah, I I mean it all to me depends on just how the what the tact is. If you know me or we've had if we've had friendly dialogue back and forth, like there's some designers I do not even know in real life, but we interact so often online or in DMs with each other. That if they said that, I might, if they wrote it in the comments, like, oh my gosh, where did you find that? I may go to my DMs and tell them where I found it. Yeah. Or like, I mean, it happens to me mostly with consumers, but like, I don't mind when somebody says, I couldn't find this anywhere. I read your whole blog post. I looked in all your other posts. I couldn't find that you linked your shower speaker or whatever. Like, okay, Mm. well... You're showing me you tried and whatever here and i might give you some yeah but chances yeah. are a lot of stuff is custom a lot of stuff is from trade only trade. sources mm-hmm. so you're only going to get it as a designer with a reseller's license you're not going to like consumers off the street aren't going to be able to do it but specifically we are talking to other designers right here yeah. where yeah, we could tell you, but some stuff is going to be vintage, antique, one of a kind, handmade. Do you have a, what's your standard response if it's another designer? Um, I'm going to be real with you. I kind of don't acknowledge some of those. <laughs> Ass. If you've never had the wherewithal to try to talk to me as another human being on another side of a screen... I feel very little accountability to you when you just send out like, where's that table from? Like, why? Why would I reply to that? Sometimes I'm a bitch and I just like, I hit the little heart so they know I saw it, but I don't say anything. (laughs) (laughs) Acknowledged and denied. Denied. Um, Because in truth, if they really wanted to talk to me, they could come correct. They could go in my DM, say, hi, howdy, what's up? I love that project. I've been looking at something very similar. Can you help me find out where you got that? That would be really lovely if we could just treat each other like human beings. You know, I got to give it to Shavonda Gardner because I feel like she's out there training the internet on how to be polite in DMs. I mean, yeah. It's working. Like, I think we have a lot of overlap in our followers, but she, well, mine and her, like, yeah, My you guys are both in, in Sacramento area. Yeah, and we both have, like, colorful styles. But, um... Yeah, you guys like to play with, like, pattern, color, movement. I can see when they're like, hi there. Like, she, Shavonda, like, insists that you greet her, which is just yes. awesome. She has a whole thing about it. 
and it's... and she corrects people when they're like oh yeah where's that table she from and she's like well first of all hello <laughs> yeah it's great she's and amazing. secondly like she calls people on it so in general it's rude because she's like this is my house you don't just walk into my home and start asking where my shit's from without even saying hello we owe we owe a lot of like manners to to each other online but as designers especially can we just come correct just just stop jumping right in like where's that table from where's this from where's that from I know we're all going to have to go through a learning curve of finding and developing sources, but that's part of why we started creating this Hot Young Designers Club community was because if you start a rapport and you genuinely want to learn and hear advice and not just pull resources from other designers, it's, it's valuable to be part of this community because the hope would be that if we can share some resources with all of you, then at some point you have some resources or guidance or advice or broader perspective to share back to us Mm -hmm. and the community. So it's about that reciprocation of the process. And some of our other guests have shared that in their episodes that if they feel like there's this sense of reciprocity and that other designers are going to be helpful in some way that they are more than willing to open up the books wide and share anything that they think can help within the community. Yeah, I mean, it's just all about that R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Yes, and you can find out what it does for me. (laughs) Or what it doesn't. (laughs) Double tap. (laughs) What's that from? Double tap. (laughs) That's all you get. Yeah, I'm going to give you the little heart. Bloop. But no reply. (laughs) One like, no replies. Love you, mean it. You've been red. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's the worst. Okay, so I think our last one is just, this one I think is going to be kind of like a after school special version. Just stop being someone else. So this, I mean, it kind of like wraps back into a lot of things we've already talked about, but you are your own individual person, the personality your own individual interesting background, family life, place of business, city, all the things. And all of those contribute to being who you are as a designer as well. So we all have our design heroes. I mean, I definitely look up to a few huge designers and I'm inspired by a lot of people. But I really try to take just little bits and turn them into what makes me and my style. And it's taken time. I'm still developing that, but. Oh, it's always evolving too. Yes. So just stop being someone else. Just stop being another, trying to be other designers. Yeah. We don't need to be clones of each other out there. Like there's so much that makes each of our perspectives and thoughts and design philosophies valuable. Um, it's there's a little stuff that we all have that makes us different. Like I know quite a few designers who freaking hate the pillow chop. They do not want you to karate chop the top of the pillow. They hate it. They don't like styling that way. They, it's just a thing. That's those little idiosyncrasies become part of who you are as a designer. Own that. And don't just copy what you think other people want to see or want to hear Um, I know it's really hard in our industry to separate like pop culture and what's current because we are so tied to what current taste looks and feels like as designers. Trendy. Yeah. And I think some of that is carrying over into the, I'm really inspired by this designer. So I'm going to like model myself after them when in reality, it's it's not the same level of success. You don't want to you don't want to eat the crumbs from that other person. You you're want also to make diluting your own. you're diluting their value. So mm-hmm. it's like once something's good, it gets if it gets knocked off overseas, then it's not as good anymore. And then that original oh God, thing yeah. shifts and looks different. So yeah, I think yeah, most sequels aren't really great in the franchise. So. Yeah, really, never. 
But you guys are good enough and you're smart enough and gosh darn it, people like you. And there's so many ideas and there's so many new ideas and we're all influenced by each other. It's impossible not to be, but just do it. Do it your own way. Take risks. Like you don't always know if something's going to work out, but it's more fun. It is. So gosh darn it, just stop being someone else and just be you. Just be you because we like you like that. Because if you're listening and you made it this far, we got something in common. I mean, authenticity is so overused, but it's never like overdone. You know what my mom always said, if you don't have nothing nice to say, come and sit by me. Oh my God, you're the second person who said that to me today. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) Uh, well, I think it's time to just stop this dang episode. Aww, okay. I think so. <laughs> Thanks, Rebecca. Come on. I'm glad we got to do this. And we were supposed, this was supposed to be our live together, same room We were episode. planning on being in person, but you know, COVID won't just stop. So many things won't stop. 2020 so, just won't 2020 stop. just will not stop, y'all. We are only halfway through. Um... We are here for you. We hope that you got a little laugh out of today's episode. And if you have any just stops that you would like to share. There's so many more. There's got to be. Please write some in. Go to our website. Send us an email through there with some of your just stops. And quite honestly, if you were going to write out a little shady response that we would love to read it word for word the way that you wrote it. Because you know we are not censoring much over here. So let us have it. (laughs) Just don't stop. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, it's nice having a little cocktail with you. It was a really good idea to have a cocktail during (laughs) this episode. Every time. (laughs) We should do this all episodes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But then we'd have to stay up late. And And I'll tell you that editing is going to be that much harder. No, I think we did good. All right, Sean. Talk to you soon. Bye, Rebecca. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks for joining this meeting of the Hot Young Designers Club podcast. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Check out the show notes there for links to things we talked about today. We are keeping the conversation going on Instagram, so don't forget to like, comment, and follow at Hot Young Designers Club. You can find Rebecca on Instagram at Studio Plum. And you can find Sean at Renstead Interiors. That's W-R-E-N-S-T-E-D. Rubber straw, so I don't have any clinkety clinks. Oh, I have a little bit. Can you can you hear the little jingles? Ooh, but it's like kind of mouthwatering. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like this is now an AMSR channel. Ooh. <laughs> is Pellets of Joy the new podcast name? <laughs> Tiny Pellets of Joy. Pellets of, of Joy. Weekly. Today's Pellet of Joy is shaped like a Xanax. <laughs>